Hey Lee, how's it going? Hola, senor. How you doing? Good, how are you? It's good to see you at the crossroads. Is that what this is? I think so. Good. It's starting to feel like it. How's the uh, Karl Marx uh, communister? The communister. The communister, that's what it's called, right? He's the father of the communister. Why is he why is he so important? Like why do people actually like what he has to say? I don't understand. It's a sense of moral virtue, a sense of right for some people. I guess. But it's so simple. Let's just make everything even. I mean, a fourth grader would we're, come up with that idea. We're never we're never even. We're never even. It reminds me of uh Michael Malice, this question. Mm, Michael. He, he this is how he differentiates people between being left 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 wing and right wing he'll ask them do you think that some people are better than others ooh it's a good question and you can't ask any questions the person answering do you, you think get to self determine what better means got it so however you define that in your own reality yeah. or so do you think some people are better than others? Yes. Gabriel, then you're right wing. No, I got it wrong. Start over. Do you think some people are better than others? No, of course not. Okay, then you're uh, uh, very virtuous and, and uh, righteous. Oh, wrong again. Okay, this game is not, this is not what I thought it was. Okay, <laughs> let's start over. <laughs> That's a good question, though. I mean, uh, uh, what is it? Again, you get you get to define the individual. You get to define exactly what that means, what that entails, and how you know how do you assess um, value or importance or what have you. Honestly, what, the first thing that came to mind was sports. Are some people better than others? Yeah, look at Mike Trout. Look at um, the great pitchers of our time, Nolan Ryan and Roger Clemens and. Mariano Rivera, you go down the line of of great players. Yeah, they're better than others at pitching, at pitching, playing or baseball, hitting, playing baseball. Right. right, football, the same thing. So to me, that's the easiest um, environment to to showcase talent and skill and um, hard work, hard work, dedication, and and it's just like, of course, that makes sense. Some people are better than others. And what's really interesting about that um, metaphor analogy is that all these players that are in the major leagues are presumably the best of the best. But when we're watching, you can tell that this person like a trout or, a, um, Brian Shepard or no, Brian, Bryce Harper, um, trying to think of Mar- uh, Machado or a daughter left handed, uh, batter for his name. Now he, he's good. So you, they're all in the pros. Like we're not in the pros. So obviously they're the best of the best, but then you have the, best of the best you have the one percent there's a hierarchy there's a hierarchy always it's not fair let's say right i mean that's the whole point of the all-stars is to put the one percent together and you celebrate s- you select the be- the best for that season right to put them together because even uh thomas soul even he's gonna come out and say uh even the individual is not equal to himself on any given day in mm-hmm. other words yeah that's true you might have a good day on a sunday but then the very next day you know you, it's not the same you're just not 
in the same mood. You, you don't have the same energy. You didn't get the good. You didn't get good sleep you like I didn't last night. Let's not any, even talk about that right now. You get good sleep. Get waking up in the middle of the night. Come on, let's go yeah. to sleep. You're 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 pregnant. You're fine. Leave me alone. <laughs> you're pregnant. You're fine. Leave me alone. Those are those are very uh, divisive words. They can be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, it's it's hard. Honestly, I'm very sensitive to sleep, so I can. Uh, are you now? or lack thereof? Yeah, it's it's weird though because I can. There's moments. There there are times when I can get like four or five hours of sleep and be fine, but then it depends. You know, like oh, you're still a, you're still a young man, so that's uh, yeah. I guess so. I don't feel it sometimes. You wanna? Um, you can go ahead and probably clean that lens a little bit. Why you can't see me down there? Am I too far down? The screen got dark. Uh-oh. Oh, no, it's fine. It's still recording. That's oh, what it does. Awesome. Saving energy. Never mind. We're here utilizing some new tech. Um, I think you maybe will see it in my camera angle, but we're going to camera angle here just to spice it up a little bit. That's not what we're here to talk about anyways, so um, some people are better than others. That's the point. Distractions at the crossroads. We're, there's a lot of roads that are crossing over here. Right now, hey, right yesterday now? was pretty nice, or Tuesday. Um, the Rugged Gospel, Jesus Prado. Shout out. Shout out. Thank you again for the opportunity to chat with you. And um, I realized that perhaps I was a little bit more passionate than I uh, originally would have thought. But it was a good time. And I think there was some, not that we don't, touch on these topics but i feel like we were a little bit more free in because i it was interesting being able to get asked these questions and then kind of just like i felt like they were a little bit more free range right well i mean the there was a bit of a role reversal where mm -hmm. you said it's our first interview yeah ours right oh, right so it wasn't it wasn't our show to you know i think that's what it was right we didn't feel that need to like we didn't have to perform not that we're performing now, but it was, it was a matter of just like, we're here to talk. And even though we still do that, I don't know. It's weird. Maybe it's a psychological thing. It is a little I, bit. I think it is. Yeah. But we, I mean, not, not only that, but yeah, he was the one navigating the questions and you know, the direction. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was a good time. I'm glad we did it and hopefully we can do it again soon. And Excuse me, I'm about to do this, and you can go ahead and take over from here. Yeah, uh, it was it was a good time. Uh, I'm glad that we were able to get together again. And uh, yeah, he he started here with uh, potentially started here with the podcasting domain, and now he's off and running and doing good, great things. And um, obviously, there's a lot of um, conversations he's having that are similar but done in a different style and all that good stuff so it's cool to like see that happen it's it's uh uniquely his very much yeah, yeah. that's for sure so. yeah that's good and it, it's hard to say like what what else is out there right i mean it's kind of keeping on the do you, same do you want to go down that route no i was just gonna say that oh okay like, I, ha I have a list here oh you do you really <laughs> you're like oh i already have notes for this gonna cross this one out no i was just thinking like you know there's there are some people better than others well and are podcast, some podcasts better than others exactly are some podcasts better than the others no don't say that that's mean don't that be saying mean. and then there's rankings there's rankings right, right. isn't that interesting there's a hundred top hundred books there's top movies the top 10 in netflix like there's all these ranks but yet we don't want to say what's better than others and the funny thing you, funny and people thing, buy these products right. apple products and, and whatever it is and it's funny that you say that too right because 
everybody has their own opinion about what's best or or this product Different is better. Taste, yeah, interest. Yeah, it's a matter of preference, and it's just looking like now there's no such thing. You, the individual doesn't matter, and and you can't have your own opinion. You can't Everything's form a social construct. Whatever that means, I don't even know what that means. Which one? Social construct. Those are just uh, ideas or norms that have been put forth by by the powers that by the powers that be or at B. No, it's not at B. Abby. Abby. Who's Abby? By the powers Welcome, that Abby. be <laughs> to maintain and control. Society. Society's narrative? Society. Mm, I don't know. It's hard to tell anymore. It's really complex. I mean, you know, it's 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 one of those things where you realize that it's it's a losing game at the end of the day because if everything's a social construct, then this conversation we're having is a social construct and everything that we do in time doesn't really exist and that it's just all just we're in a simulation, right? You get down that rabbit hole and then you realize that, you know, every day is just it's just it's it's just a repeat a repeat of the next of the previous day and then we've all we've all lived as lives and and is that part of the problem we've all become philosophizers i honestly it's interesting that you say that i think uh, in regards to where we were starting with karl marx everything that the discussions everything in in regards to the discussions that we're having is philosophical Mm -hmm. but that has bubbled up to be uh, become uh part and parcel of the politics because there's political philosophy, of course, right? Right. But I think what happened was that political philosophy or philosophy itself became the dominant narrative. But then that's what happens. Um, what was it? Sam Harris and Jordan Peterson were talking about how, uh, what is it? Ideas, right? They they, they can become uh, so abstracted. Now, now you're left with nihilism. Because you're not you're not embedding it. You're not. It's not in a body anymore. And and that's if you don't allow for scrutiny to take place, and self, right? Yeah, self, right. Yeah, self yeah. Uh, analyzing your own thoughts, your own ideas. Because that's, I think that's what Rudy said today in our in our group text. And then um, Peterson also said that that was his critique on Marx and uh, what's his name. Nietzsche? No, it's the guy that co-wrote Communist Manifesto. Communist Manifesto? Yeah. Edinburgh? No. Heigl. 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 Gosh, I forget him. Sorry, Heigl. You don't get that much credit. I know. Talking, about, f- talking about hierarchies. How yeah. come there's not a... Ne- He's living in the shade of <laughs> Karl <laughs> Marx. <laughs> no, but that was... That it was, was probably his idea originally. Karl just stole it? Yeah. He's probably the Facebook... Uh, what's his name? He's the He's the Facebook guy. What's his the, the Brazilian dude? No, the creator of uh, Facebook or the supposed creator. Yeah, yeah, but the the other dude was a wasn't he the the friend? Wasn't he the one? It was that... Brazil Brazilian? Yeah. Dang, no one ever talks about that. But I, well, the movie talked about this is totally off tangent, but like the movie talked about there was these two guys that first created. Zuck- it Zuckerberg like a, took all the credit, and right? then yeah. Zuckerberg basically took all the credit. Yeah. Can you believe that? Like literally, you're the guy that stole this idea from other people. And now look at you. Well, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense if you look at it. The, and now you're stealing our data. The premise, yeah. But the, with Karl Marx, the premise of his whole political philosophy is is just that. What do you mean? I need to take away that something from someone else that doesn't belong to me in order to get what I want done. Mm. Yeah. It sounds like a, it sounds like a five-year-old. 
my toy you know that's my toy give me my toy i had to drop off a toy this week because my little nephew needed his toy his toy you know couldn't let it go for a couple of days had it had it have it have in his hands yeah i what's it called that's a, that's the kind of the thing at least for me anyway when i look at politics and political theories is that what's wrong with having a difference of opinion and just saying agree to disagree and we're all adults in this whole thing so it's mm. a big part let's of go our separate right separate ways in order in other words to be to uh maintain peace maintain order and this way it's a win-win you know why do you need to apply every single part of your i mean that to me it boils down to control right it boils down to power and well i mean centralized that's, yeah. that's that's what it, that's exactly what it is they just want they want control and they want to feel like they're empowered but like uh, that was interesting actually that's interesting so yesterday we were talking about how um, we uh, got instituted uh, certain, let's say, levers for your for your ability for the ability for you to to um, leverage your power. It's like male and female have their their pow- their own power uh, abilities, if you will. So the minute you try to go and steal power from from some other person or group, you are, um, I guess, in some sense, like denying the ability of using your own power. So then you like degrade or not? Was it degrade? I forget the exact Reduce. word. Reduce. It's kind of like reducing, yeah, your your powers. And so that's interesting. Like this whole power dynamic, right? Everything is about power and influence, and um, that that's basically what everyone's looking for, right? Power, influence, and so. Sorry, what were you saying? Uh, influencers are cringy. Influencers are very cringy. That's for sure. <laughs> no, that uh. It it all for whatever reason for most of these political theories political uh, ideologies, it m- for the most part it boils down to control and power, mm-hmm. and not just control and power, but now it's everybody needs to get in line and follow along. There's can't have individuals, can't have you know difference of opinion, uniformity, thought crime, sameness, yeah, vanilla, university. Uh, that's yeah. what that's what's that's universality. What's yeah, and universality. That's what's scary about it is that like there's no like there's all this these conversations about diver- diversity, but then there's there's no conversation about unique individuality because that's where diversity is. Like everyone has their own thing. Like we were talking about, um, shoot, what was it? Um, it's okay. I know you're forgetting. We're getting high tech here, dude. So, what was I trying to say? It's, it's like the the the, like the wild the wild card, right? And and you don't know what they're gonna do, say or or act, right? So then it's like you kind of want to put some parameters around the wild card, but that's where you find the most uh, creativity or the most like you find um, renewal or or pro- progression because ingenuity. it's like, ingenuity. That's sorry, thank you. That ingenuity, innovation, right? has to happen from those who are like a little crazier, right? A little out, out of their, you know, out of their mind or like they push the, the limits of their, uh, or they push the boundaries of their, of all of our understanding, all like it's uncomfortable. They go to where people don't want to go, right? So then when you, when, when you uh, destroy or you try to control and, and, and create uniformity and you, 
utilitarian no that's not the same thing when you try to create sameness like you you're killing that spirit of ingenuity and innovation and creativity you're crushing that spirit that helps to regenerate our cities and our souls and and our society right because how else would creative uh, liberties or creative freedom how would that spring forth when for example like what we're seeing today with a lot of uh, pop culture, movies, music, what have you. Now everything is either getting canceled or it's getting re-edited or reshot. And right, certain stories, certain movies are they're being broken down. And now you're you're taking away, you know, part of parts that are essential to the story. And you know, because because it doesn't conform to today's norms to today's society today's rules and what have you and to well more importantly today's sensitivities so yeah. now so now you know you go back and watch gone with the wind or you go back and you know watch are you eating your pancakes with Aunt jemima syrup oh my goodness i heard <laughs> eric july his <laughs> rant on <laughs> that whole thing he's like if there isn't a black lady on that syrup i'm not eating that syrup <laughs> <laughs> He's a black man, yeah. You know, he, but he's he's breaking it down too. He's like, what now? Now, uh, what's what was it? Who else was it that said? Now it's overkill because now we had all these different um, themes or logos that were representing, di- you know, different people. It was, there was diversity within these logos within these characters, right? Yeah. And now we're taking them away because it's racist, but then it, it's also racist because they're being underrepresented. So, right, there's now no you're winning. taking away their their um, like people they can go to, right? And about like what am what am I trying to say? Yeah, like the, basically, it's like now you're taking away you're you're taking down statues that represent those people that a, you're trying to fight a cer- for a certain thing. Yeah. yeah, like that's that that could be and it's not a statue, but it can signify that same like stamp in time the significance of that person it's like the gerber baby right uh i think the newer the newer gerber baby is a uh, uh, african-american or a black child right i believe so so it it's up, like it was updated not that long ago. yeah it was updated not long ago and it's like well now is that racist and then now the gerber baby we can't even go back and put the white baby in there because the black baby was, and then that's racist was playing a stereotype that black babies eat black food or black baby food <laughs> i don't you know black I mean? baby food there's black baby, like <laughs> green beans or something? i'm just saying like oh. they're 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 like all these labels and all these oh, yeah, different yeah. representations and it's ridiculous it's, it's it's just it's getting to this out of control place and and no one wants to uh see it's interesting that there was some criticism around everyone gets a trophy, right? Which Part- goes participation trophies, participation yeah. trophies, which, which goes into the, the idea that like, are some people better than others? Are some players or teams or whatever the case may be? Cause that's the whole point, right? The, that Peterson talks about these hierarchy, um, or what we in Western culture, I guess operate in within is the patriarchy, right? Well, the whole point, the whole point of that is to be able to put, those who are best talented and skilled at solving the most complex problems. So you want to throw money at them. You want to incentivize whatever um, talents they have to, to solving these problems. So then when you start to like um, stay steer away from that, then now what happens is that we can't solve these complex problems. Everyone's getting paid the same amount. 
and then now you're just left with communist manifesto you know in the real real world communister the communister and then look at chaz or chop whatever it's called now did they change the name i heard it's chop now what does that mean i don't know i'm gonna look it up because i don't know they didn't want to get sued by ihop Is because getting sued is a social construct. Getting sued is a, is a social construct as well. That's There's right. no such thing as uh, yeah. r- uh, property rights. Apparently, rights. Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and Apple iPhones, all that's not so- social constructs anymore, or anything for that matter. Brands or um, styles, none of that's social construct. You know, it's funny. Uh, what was it? Um, yeah, uh, Dave Rubin and Michael Knows. I was listening earlier to that interview and Michael knows made the point that, you know, this month is pride month and how you have the T and the G or the L's. But for the, for the sake of this argument or what he was saying is that there's T's transgender and then you have the G's, the gay, the gay that was started off by transgender and gay by Dave Chappelle. What do you mean? Isn't that how he referred to them in his special? Oh, yeah, the L's and the G's. G's and the, the G's B's. are the ones that are driving They're the car driving, right now? Yeah. So he was saying that, like, okay, you know, gay people or lesbian, right? You are a man, but you have same-sex attraction. Now, transgender is a, com- is a, is a, a contradictory, let's say, um, perspective on that because you're not born in the right body, so you have to transgender you have to change or what is it called reassign yourself yeah reassign yourself to that right to the correct gender that you feel inside but then does that also connect like so is it same sex attraction or is it like you're born in the wrong wrong body so it kind of gets confusing right like they're kind of like not at all i cross proper cross purposes you know so i think that was like the whole point james chappelle was was trying to also say and i'm sure other people have as well that 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 they're not not they're not all necessary in this they can't all be in that same category in a sense like they're not they're not the same movement and i think that's where there's a lot of like complications that have been that have happened and why there's a lot of um like the whole um ruling that was passed recently about um was it like sex is now you can't fire somebody for that based on gender or uh sexual identity right so then it's like that leads to a whole like that leads to a whole mess, which is where Peterson was started about like compelled pronouns. You have to speak to the whoever you're speaking to with the right gender pronoun. As though we are always gonna know when we interact with people. Right. And I and I remember actually that happening in the college and we're on a bus and I think someone said, Oh, excuse me, dude and then the person's like, I'm not a dude or or something like that and got offended and it's like, Well, I mean, we don't know. We, we can we can call anyone a dude you're, really you're guilty of things that you're not even so then that, that that's that's a good argument for unconscious bias you weren't even aware and then that person made you aware of your it's, own bias it's a it's against the law to be ignorant right basically and unaware of other people's like i was unaware that capitol hill organized or occupied protest is what chop stands for oh well say it again Capitol Hill organized, oh, organized in parentheses it says or occupied 
protest. Oh my god! Wow, it's a still so, a protest. It's so cool, you guys. Isn't it interesting? <laughs> I, this this idea that they're not just a protest; like they're trying to differentiate the protesters from the rioters. So it, then it, they it, say peaceful protesters. The the as though the other people were well, not. But the but yeah, but let's let's hold on a second. The gr- <laughs> the group got misidentified. Misidentified the group. And so now it's it's a cor- politically co- more politically correct term, isn't that kind of what they did? Wait, so what was Chaz? Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone to Capitol Hill organize or, or occupied or protest. Occupied. So that's more politically correct. I don't know. I, if, I guess if you ask them, right? That's their argument. I don't know. I'm just I'm just saying we were talking about like misidentities and reassigned identities right right so yeah. now but now they're saying like oh this is our, our seeing this that is caused by group. this group yeah. name oh boy hmm i mean they can call it what they want it's still right. the same thing yeah it's still capitol hill occupancy i guess you could say they're colonizing the space what think about that they took over a space that wasn't theirs man no, people just want to colonize. Does that mean that we can just show up to like city halls and just be like, "This is my, this is my house." Yeah, this is, is where that how it works now. I guess that's what that's what people are doing. They're they're decolonizing the space or recolonizing. I guess I don't know. That's weird. Yeah, that was exactly the the whole thing with um, Evergreen Evergreen University scandal that went down twenty sixteen. That the students wanted to uh, decolonize the space. You know, because it was, you know, and I, I think that was an, a frustrating thing about Sam Harris, um, his like take on things. That one part where he said that uh, slavery is um, the original sin of the United States and not the not the genocide. Not. The, and then he mentioned like the genocide. Oh, and, and, oh OK. Yeah. Uh, that's there's there's that a little small ca- caveat. Right. And I don't know. It's 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 because that's that was the same argument the congressman made. Uh, I forget what's his name. Tim Kaine. Yeah, Tim Kaine. That's he said that 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 the U.S. created slavery. That we didn't we didn't learn this behavior from anyone else because everything the social construct. Don't forget, right? So we we. Uh, so then, what what do you call everything else that was going on beforehand, or that's still going on around the world, for that matter? China, Libya, Venezuela. No, I'm saying like there's oh. there's actual slavery in Libya when there wasn't before under Gaddafi. Well, there's that, right? The whole taking him down and then look what happened. There's chaos. I don't know. It's it's just like there's so much, you know, when you talk about like leadership and like just, yeah, it's not good leadership. Like the person, we didn't like him, but we, the fact that we just took him out like that. and, and What well, like, gives us the right Yeah. to go, go over there. And who there. did that? Who did that? Who's who was leading that effort? Hill Hillrod. Hillrod? Oh my gosh. Obama. Hillrod. Obama. Oh, don't say that out loud. People might hear you. Yeah, see, so you know, people make mistakes. I don't we know the mistakes. We all make mistakes. But also it's like, well, I mean, what we what do we do? Do we forgive or do we just say you are forever condemned? Hell. That's hell, people. That is hell. And we're closely <laughs> starting to bring that. That reminds me of uh, Samuel L. Jackson beer. Do you remember Samuel that? Samuel X. What? From uh, the Chappelle show. 
Oh, okay. Samuel L. Jackson beer? No, I don't remember that. It was making fun or parody. It was a parody of the Samuel Adams beer ads. Yeah. Oh, okay. But it was Samuel L. Jackson dressed up like a, like uh, a, a, a colonist during the 1700s. And at the very end, I I don't know what movie he's quoting, but he he keeps like he's at, he's talking about the beer, and then he starts saying Samuel L. Jackson lines from his own movies from the Samuel. He's, or like say what mother? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then one of them he throws out because he keeps yelling, and then I think Bill Burr is playing one of the guys. Like, why do you have to keep yelling? He's like, I'm Samuel Jackson. <laughs> Ain't you ever seen one of my movies? And then he goes, at the very end, he goes. Yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why you said oh, you said about geez. going to hell, and I'm like, oh, they all <laughs> hell. Yeah. Oh man, Dave Chappelle. Did you see his uh, little 1776 skit thing recently, or whatever it was? Like 19, he was like 1843. You know? What? Okay. Yeah, because um, after the Bible study, we we're talking about in. Uh, at least I was mentioning like it was kind of cringy, you know, like everything just fell flat. Nothing was humorous about it. He was just speaking from like anger and frustration. Mm. So it's like, well, that's awkward for whoever was in the audience. Right. And yeah, I felt the same way. It was just very, just like he was ranting, you know, some, some, pe- some people said it felt uh, akin to like a sermon. Yeah. Basically. I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, a really bad one. to be honest, it was not like productive at all. But there's it's interesting because everyone keeps repeating this this um, time of like how long that um, officer had his knee on George Floyd. Eight forty six. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know where that came from. And to me, it's like regardless, like he killed the guy. You know what I mean? Like, why mm-hmm. do we have to say for how long? I get it. Like, it it kind of like it shows like the brutality of it. But it's like, how do we like who timed it? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I didn't. I actually didn't really see the video. Maybe they're like, in going full, by the video. I, don't know. I guess I don't know. It's it just feels like weird. Like it just feels a little cringy because I know Jorogan said the same thing. Like eight minutes and forty. Like no one needs to put their knee on somebody, and I get it, but I don't know. I feel like it's just like I guess for me it's distracting because, or rather it's not distracting because that's exactly what went down, and it's brutal. Yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. I guess I get really like tied up in these things where. Some of these like, I like um, numbers or whatever it is, they get repeated. You know, like hands up, don't shoot, or certain things like that. So I guess in some sense, like I'm just like sensitive to just people repeating that, and then it's like that's what that's what the truth is. You know, so I don't know why I said that. Well, well, okay, let's go the other way around with that. So then, what's a more crucial question or more crucial point to this whole thing? Besides how, how like you're saying, it, it if it's eight minutes and forty some odd seconds, what does it matter if he was doing that for five minutes and twelve seconds, and the and the guy still died? Right. Yeah. What's what's the um, what's the point that the the aftermath is still the same? Right. So, but, I mean, I'm asking you, like, what do you what do you think is a more crucial component to this whole thing, rather than just focusing on on something like that. Well, I think the the bigger conversation that 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 I think everyone wants to talk about, or a lot of people rather, uh, is the training, right? How to de-escalate, how to um, 
manage that situation before it gets to to that point you know where you have to like throw someone on the floor like there was so many things that that could prevented him to get to that point well potentially right hindsight and you know hindsight is 2020 but i'm just thinking more on the side of or more on the lines of like how did it get there and what could have been done to prevent that and it's like if he was on his neck for five minutes 10 minutes 15 minutes like all of it's bad the the point is that george floyd died he was killed. the point it was that he was killed yeah. right like let's not get stuck on like the time necessarily i get it but like let's let's and it's not like everyone's talking about this either. I'm just, I just I'm just pointing it out because I, no, no, you're I you're right because it's this. it's buzzwords that people keep repeating because yeah. this way it sticks in our minds. Exactly because that's, I, that's what I'm. Yeah, I guess I'm trying to. Yeah, say that. because yeah. before that it was always say their names, right? That was right. another one. Yeah, that was name, another one yeah. too. And uh, that yeah, it's just an interesting. It's an interesting approach because there are other names that are that go unmentioned lots of names probably and and yeah. for all races you know yeah, it's like, of every group that's is, are we talking about murder or are we talking about police police brutality because there's a lot of people who are murdered and their names aren't ever spoken on national tv or or you know there's no way of excuse me providing justice for those who you know there was that uh press conference and i think the lawyers for I forget who it was. The recent, there was like another case that was going on. I forget now. the 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 guy that got shot at the Wendy's or that the fast food restaurant. Um, he was asleep. Yeah, and he was drunk, and I guess they were gonna go arrest him, and then he like basically started a fight. Arbery, I think. No. No, our Ahmad or no that that was the was it Wendy's? That was the guy who who was um, chased after by the the dad and the brother. Or the dad and the son. Excuse oh, okay, yeah. No, it was uh, the fast food one. But they they had a press conference, and I forget what I was going to say, though. Hmm. I don't remember now. Oh, so they were talking about how either him or his wife were, like, saying that, well, now, where's the justice for, where's the, justice for the daughter, his daughter, and that now has to live without her dad and, and you know, Father's Day is coming up, and... You know, where's the, where's the justice for that? Richard Brooks. Richard Brooks, right. And and it's like that case, I don't know, like it went down so bad. You know, there was the fight, the brawl, and then grabbed the taser, and he's like turning around shooting it and, and pointing it and shot it back at them. It's like he didn't deserve to die, but it's no. like, oh, my gosh, don't do that. <laughs> like don't put yourself in that situation. It's just like. Uh, to me like that wasn't really a smart move you know it's like just take take the like go get get arrested fight it in court the and, next day yeah, that's fight, what like live to see another day yeah and, you know that's one of those things and i know it's like brutal to say that or it can be insensitive but man like don't that's that's not smart man like and, and it's true like his daughter now like his daughter is now fatherless and i'm not saying it's his fault but it's like Again, what are all the act, little decisions that we had to make? Anybody has to make that leads up to that point. You know, it's like anytime someone gets killed, the person that sh- kills someone has to like decide at some point like they're gonna kill somebody, and it's like that's a loss of life in general. And and a lot of times I don't think we're we're ever 
paying attention to like the moral laws. You know, it's like the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not kill. It's like, yeah, just generally speaking, thou shalt not kill. We, I think we can all agree on that. I don't know. That's just how I feel. Was that? Or yeah. Is that a, so is that a byproduct of we just have too many laws? Yeah, probably. Because some people in some comment sections, they're going to, they're going to say, you know, back in the day, cops would actually give you a ride home if you were found with a DUI. You were forced to, you know, leave your car on the side of the road and either they would take you home in their ca- in their squad car or they would call a cab. Hmm, I don't know that. So, or they would make you walk home depending on how, how far or away you like were. even call somebody home. Something like that, yeah. Because I know, like I said, back then it wasn't necessarily a... A one size fits all type of crime. Mm. Um, but I mean that that op- I know that opens up a lot of uh, you know another can of worms. But uh, we're opening up all the cans of worms here. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, like for some people, they're going to say, yeah, like all he did was pass out in a drive through. Right. He yeah. didn't hurt. Who did he? Who was he hurting? He was causing you know causing a scene. Obviously, he passed out in the drive through. But the question is, who called the cops? It was the Wendy's worker. There you go. Employee, Wendy's employee. So are they are they uh, accessory to murder now? Are they responsible? Um, you know what I mean? If no one calls the cops, does that not happen? I don't know. I don't know. That's the scary question. Uh, and, then, and then that's what the city council or the mayor of that one city. Uh, I forget what city was, like somewhere in um, Michigan or something like that, where they were saying that she was saying – you know, we should abolish the police because they're harming, you know, they're, they're killing people. And, and so, um, oh man, come on, come on, pretty baby. And then, um, sorry, one second people. So yeah, I guess it's just off. Okay. So (sighs) The the cops are killing people. That's what they want to defund him. And then, yeah, she was on CNN, and then the anchor asked, well, what if someone's uh, breaking into your, my house? Like, who do we call? And then the lady responds by saying that's privilege or white privilege. That was a city councilwoman for Minneapolis. There yeah, you go. I remember yeah. That. She was saying, well, the, the simple fact that I can call the police and not be afraid of the same police who's there to help me, the simple fact that they're, not, they're probably not going to shoot me is my form of white privilege. Yeah. Yeah. So then it's like... Well, even even the question itself of like the idea of like calling the police, I think, is like problematic itself. Like that's white privilege as well, you know. And like, does that worker, Wendy's worker, have white privilege now? Mm. I don't. It's just like these questions are or these issues are so complex, and like we have to ask more questions. I don't think we. I don't think anyone really has the solutions. We just got to figure things out together. Oh no, Lee! Don't fall asleep. Solution for what? For less violence, I, I would say, yeah, just less uh, hostility. There's this, there's this one thing called uh, the golden rule. What is that golden rule, Lee? Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Whoa! And where do we get that from? Uh, there's a lot of uh, source material, but uh, I know that uh, there's, that's in Buddhist teachings as well as uh, in Christianity and Judeo-Christian uh, viewpoints. And that was said on the Sermon on the Mount, right? Was it? 
I forget. Do you want to? Do you want to look it up? Should we look it up? You want to look into it? We can look into it. Eddie, Eddie Bravo. Eddie Bravo style. Eddie, look into it. Bravo. Santanero. Joe, I know a guy. Rogan. Yeah, I mean, do unto others as you would do unto them. It's Matthew seven twelve. Este Mateo. Yeah, I mean that's that's important. No one no one wants to live that way, because all we want to do is is get our our, our um kind of like our revenge in a way, right? Oh, I was thinking something else. Oh, from they live. Remember when he starts putting on the sunglasses and he's able to see the different propaganda behind messages, the subliminal subliminal oh, yeah, messages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, Matthew seven twelve. So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Breaking the law, breaking the law. Yeah, lots of people breaking laws. There's a lot of moral laws as well, right? I mean, that's the thing, do unto others as you would do. Wait, what? Yeah, do unto others as you would like them to do unto you. So treat treat people how you like to be treated. Hopefully uh, kindly and, and with, Love and because then because then that gets into the idea of like you know loving thy enemy as as yourself, right? Uh, bless those who curse you. Bless those who curse you, and then it goes into giving, you know, and forgiving. Um, forgive those who trespass against. What? Forgive me as I for, uh, as I forgive those who trespass against me, right? Something like that. And then the the um, the other verse about how um, how ca- how can I forgive you or you have not shown forgiveness how by not you? forgiving other people or like the debt I think it was debt right what had to do with debt oh, man. with the debt I'm probably mixing a lot of them here but there was that that verse about debt about how um, yeah uh, you were given this and this um, amount of money but you buried it you you didn't do anything with it or or my thing oh, you're, else. You're, that's you're talking about the par- the parable of the the parable yeah. servants the yeah. three the three servants is wasn't that getting into that idea of like forgiveness kind of like I thought we, you were going into the forgiveness the there was a there was a servant who owed yes. money to his master and yeah. he was forgiven his debt which would which would account for like twenty years worth of salary yeah or something like some crazy number like that thirty years worth of salary. And so his debt was forgiven, and then it turns out somebody he knew also owed him money, and it was only like a month's worth of of salary. And this guy had no forgiveness whatsoever. Yeah, he wasn't willing to to forgive, to treat someone else as he wanted to be treated, essentially, or like be treated the same equally as as, as he was treated, right? In that in that sense, yeah. It's just like I don't know, man. Uh, why do I feel like I'm ranting? This is a blue chair rant. This is a blue chair. We are literally in blue chairs. And they're literally seeing the blue chairs finally. Yeah, you can finally we're see not, We're not chairs. lying here. They're real. They exist. They're, they're not just a social construct. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's not funny, Lee. This is serious business, okay? And the fact that you're wearing that L.A. hat is disrespectful to all of us. He's still laughing. I don't know what to do. Do, do, do. 
He's still, I, I don't know if I, I might have to cut this out or if I leave it in. I don't know. We'll find out. I think I might just leave it in because it's wait, perfect. Wait. <laughs> the chairs are a social construct? The chairs are a social construct. Is it because blue chairs are offensive to the colorblind? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, if they can't see blue, then... And everyone else can? And everyone else can. That's so rude. I can't believe we just did that. We should uh, check our privilege, man. I'm just telling you, it's just it's just the reality of the world we're living in. I can't eat vanilla ice cream anymore because it's called racist ice cream or um, conquered ice cream. <laughs> vanilla ice cream is a microaggression. It's a microaggression, man. And then now, now I can't even eat me- Metropolitan because <laughs> it, <laughs> not what it called. <laughs> What's it called? Neapolitan. Neapolitan. <laughs> okay, the Simpsons did a really good joke about that. Then, then, then Homer, Homer's opening up the Neapolitan ice cream, right? The carton. He, he opens it, and there's no chocolate. He's like, "Dope." He gets the, the next Neapolitan, and he opens it. There's no more no more chocolate. Dope. And he gets the third one. No more chocolate. Marge, we need more chocolate ice cream. And then she yells out, I'll get some at the store later, Homer. <laughs> oh, Talk about uh, equality, huh? Simpsons did it. Yeah. No, one, did, li- no, one, likes, it no one likes the vanilla or the ch- the strawberry. I like strawberry. I didn't. I always went straight to the chocolate. I like the doll. You know, because some ice creams are better than others. Come on, man. Come on. You know this. You you're know not, this better You're than not allowed to say that anymore. I guess not. I'm not I'm not allowed to say what's better and what's not better. That's right. Wait a minute. Opinions are a social construct. Yeah, that's right. It's all just a figment of our imagination. Hmm. So why are they offended? But that's your opinion, bro. No. <laughs> uh yeah, well, that's just like your opinion, man. That's a uh, Where's that from again? The dude. The dude. Oh my big gosh. Lebowski. The big Lebowski. Are you kidding me? That's a classic. <laughs> that's a classic movie. I mean, that's 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 the patriarchy right there. Like he literally did nothing and he still was able to live and exist. No, and nothing experience. changed in the movie. Yeah. Nothing happened. You know what's so funny though about that movie? And I realized watching it I don't know how many times now, that everything started because of the of the rug. Because there was a form of aggression, of violence and aggression put forth on him, right? And he was innocent. He was innocent until proven guilty, you know? I don't know why I said that. But the point is, is that he literally just wanted to, to um, he wanted justice for his rug. Recompense. Recompense. And, and the, he did only, all the things he had the to do. The only uh, victim, I guess, is Donnie. Donnie. The, he had a heart the, attack. Yeah, Donnie. That was a good character too. The bowling, the bowling was psh, that's priceless, you know. And then what was that drink? Um, the White Russian. The White Russians. Oh, that's a microaggression too. Oh my gosh, we should call him. Um, oh, did you see the one Theo Vaughn? Uh, it can't be called Cracker Jack, Caucasian Jack. Caucasian now. Jack. Yeah, that's a. He, it's no longer White Russian. It's called Caucasian Russian. He, he got that from the Babylon Bee. That was yeah. Really cool. I'm glad he saw that. I feel like he's very like uh not that he's uh he's very just like aware of of different things that are going on in society. Yeah, but but he doesn't like 
he's not very like out there about it either. You know, he's not no. out there spitting his views or perspective. He's just a comedian. He's just like, Hey, what's up with this? And what's up with that? Blah, 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 blah. I think that's all we should. I think, I think Bill Vaughn is the example is the example. If you want to know how to live life, just, just look at the Yvonne. Well, okay. The Yvonne and, and Dalia. Not Dalia. He can kind of be a little douchey to be honest. And please forgive me, but he's a little cocky, you know, like, but is he offensive? He's white privilege. But yeah. is he offensive though? No, he's not. But he is to me. Why? Because he just he just he just reeks white privilege. Because he, he likes talking about the Yeezys. Yeah, and he sizes. like he just he just not that he works out. He wants to take off a shirt and wear short shorts. But it's doesn't like, he do mostly do that to annoy Callan? And I think so. Yeah, yeah. and Sasso. Yeah, they're a little bromance. That's true, huh? Yeah, no, he's cool. But Actually, he's not. But for you, he's not at that same level. As no, I feel like Theoban. Like, like we talked about the innocence of him. Child, like, yeah, innocence. he's just like, oh, like, my favorite, my favorite part, um, or not part, but his, um, he was, he does like anthrax challenge, which basically like people send him, you know, um, what is it, gifts in the mail, right? So he's like opening them up. So he calls it like in quote, like, ironically, the anthrax challenge. But he had opened this map of L.A. And he started like to say it like in a Chicano voice, you know, like San Fernando Valley and like all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then um, what do you say? He was saying all these different things, and he like kind of like said it like ooh, like that, like a little thing. And like every time I see that, I always like I like for me like that's the Ovan. Like he just took this map thing and is like just made it funny and and like just made it feel like like you could be his homie, you know. Orale, like that. Orale. Yeah, like Tio Bani, like, and he's from the south, you know, he's from Southern. New Orleans, you know, like, he knows what's up. He's 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 diverse. What's up? He's, he has a mullet. I mean, come on. Is that redneck? Is that considered redneck? A lot of uh, Mexicans from the 80s and 90s fashions they would did. disagree with you. Oh, Selena, right? Or Selena? Didn't his, her brother have a mullet in the movie? Or at least the depiction of the, of her life? I don't, I don't know about real life, but yeah, I remember the, the mullets and the... They're still around. The Latinos. Yeah. Yeah. That's real. Yeah, haircuts, man. What's the most uh, white supremacist haircut? The flat top. The flat top. Oh, the one. This the is, general. This is a shout out to Petros and Money, but I remember they talked about... Do you, do you know who... Uh, oh, I already forgot his name. Big Boss... Um. Oh my goodness! What the heck is his name? Wrestler? Is he a white supremacist? <laughs> well, it, it's in that fashion. Oh, dude, Big Boss Man. Big Boss Man. Do you remember Big Boss Man? Is a wrestler. He was like a six foot eight, like big old bubba, no, white no. boy, and uh, he had a flat, a flat top. I think uh, like Brock Lesnar had a flat top too, right? Yeah, like, kind of like Brock, but his whole his whole like stick. Uh, st- Stick. Stick was a uh, character. Character was that he was a Southern patrol officer. Oh my! And he had gosh. a Confederate flag patch oh. on his sides. But Petros and Money, the radio show, Petros. I remember Petros, Petros describing police officers. <laughs> he said, "He said, yeah, like the 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 flat top haircut cops. Those are the worst ones because you know that if one of them pulls you over with the flat top, you're going to get a ticket for sure." Oh my. God. <laughs> There you go. There you go. Yeah, your answer there, folks. Okay, now, next question. What is the most white supremacist shoes? 
I don't know. I don't. I don't. Hmm. <sighs> Good question. Huh? Well, okay. I I worked when, at one point. I worked with a with a, a white supremacist. <laughs> well, a guy who said he was neo Nazi. What? Are you serious? Yeah. And you survived to live another day. I did. To tell your story. Here we go. Yeah. Look at this breaking news. He was okay. self proclaimed, but did he have a card or anything? No, he didn't show me a card. Mm. He didn't have like a Costco card or anything like that. No. no. Mm. Gym membership. But at some point, <laughs> no. Any card, man. Did he, did he have a driver's license? No. Not even a driver's license. I don't think they give you a like a membership card when you join. I think it's like twenty five bucks a month. I think. Wait, wait, wait. So hold on. What are you talking about? I don't know. I'm just making stuff up. <laughs> wait, white the most white supremacist shoes? I don't know. I think like those New Balance shoes, you know. Do you think it's New Balance? I don't know. Are you think Are you thinking about like the New Balance dad shoes versus like the Nike ones? Yeah, that's more dad. I don't see that as like white supremacists. I know, but most dads are white supremacists. Even even most white supremacists are dads. Oh, oh, that's that's a lot of uh, that's a wide gap of generalities there, sir. Well, you know, I just I just want to be careful. I'd rather err on the side of caution. No, no, that's not how, that's not how this works. Oh, have you seen uh, the best of enemies? I think so. With uh, Sam Rockwell and Taraji B Henson. Okay, it's it takes place back in the seventies. I believe it was North or South Carolina, and that sounds so familiar. And uh, and it was uh, a city council. Like a makeshift city council was supposed to vote or some some way, somehow, either it was for school funding. I don't remember if it included um, integration as well. Oh. And. Um, Best of enemies. It came out like last year or two years ago. It's not Is that old. 2015? 2015? Yeah. Man. No. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I know exactly who you're talking about. It's it's literally from twenty twenty fifteen. Yeah, it's about me. those two guys. Um, no, it's not two guys. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh no, I was thinking of the other, the the English guys. Um, the English guys. Yeah, they they're um once a cons- Buck. You're talking about George Vidal and William F. Buckley. No, that's the best of enemies. Then what the heck name is the movie? No, it's. To, it's a black woman and a white who's man. The, who's the actor again? Sam Rockwell. Sam Rock. Okay. For those that are listening, we're looking at I. Oh, okay. Sam Rockwell. <laughs> this is great uh, audio content. This is very great audio content. <laughs> um, you could just follow along at home. So it's 2019. Perfect. I told you it was last year. Okay. It's got. It's got. Um. Uh. Tara, Tara, Taraji B. Taraji P. Henson. Um, she's at the top of the list, so she must be the best actor, actor or actress. It was him and her that were the main characters. Oh man! Okay, I never seen this one. Okay, so it says civil rights activist Anne Atwater faces off against CPLs, exalted Cyclops of the Ku Klux Klan. Cyclops is an actual term, I think. In 1971, Durham, North Carolina, over the issue of school integration. Wow, that sounds like a good movie. It's got 7.1 stars. That's white supremacist if it doesn't have 10 out of 10. It was good. It was a good movie. Oh, my gosh. I want to see this. Is this on Netflix? Probably. 
Oh my god. Oh my gosh. That sounds I mean that's those are great actors and actresses. It's talking about some some pretty heavy things. What's it called? The Best of Enemies, yeah, that's what it's called. The Best of Enemies. Huh, wow. Thanks for sharing, brother. So uh everyone at home, you have homework? Whoa. Um Tomatometer? I gave it a fifty three percent. There must be some white supremacists on this um, Rotten Tomatoes so review. There, there might be some white supremacy themes within a movie that's surrounding a character that's part of the KKK. Yeah, that's probably why they gave it 53 stars. All right. The audience gave it 75%. Um, no, sorry, they gave it 53%. Um, but the audience gave it 75 So the audience likes it more. So does that mean those the audience is white supremacists? I'm just trying to figure out what this is about, man. I have questions. I think everyone has questions. Everything is white supremacist. Yeah, man. <laughs> I drive a white car. Oh, no. I'm wearing a white shirt, actually. I'm wearing a white shirt, everybody. I'm sorry. And you're writing on white paper. <laughs> it's not funny, man. Okay, we totally got off. To- I know. Where were we? Where did we start with all this? <laughs> what are we doing, man? It's a blue chair rant. It's a blue chair rant. That's right. Um, oh, that's right. We start with the blue chairs. So, okay. Where do you think we go from here? As far as? Yeah. Um, we got well, 33% on this camera, so let's... Um, uh, FYI. Yeah. Um, remember what uh, Eddie Sell posted today with the vice president of BLM? Oh, that they're Marxists? They straight out announced or declared that... Yes, they are neo-Marxist. Oh, no, I don't think she said neo, though. She didn't? No, she just said straight-up Marxist. Oh. Yeah. I mean, regardless, neo or not, they uh, proclaim the ideology of Mar- Marxism, mm-hmm. which lets you know a lot about what they're doing and why they're doing it. And uh, did you mention, like, the the um About Us page from the BLM, what it said? About um, taking down the idea of the f- nuclear family and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. What do you think? Do you think? Do you think they had to say it, or like, like uh, they're at this point in time where like they have enough they, influence? No, they didn't have to say it. Um, I would imagine that for some people, hearing that, that might that might shift some opinions. Maybe not a lot. I don't think it would do a lot. But uh, I think if you look at it generationally, I think older people might, they might, uh, it might be frowned upon a little bit more with them. I mean, think about it. Didn't the U.S. fight, excuse me, against communism? Cold War? Cold War. That was the whole point of of the whole, like, freedom versus. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Oh, my. Yeah, that was a big deal, man. Uh, that that could potentially how, backfire, right? Remember how happy those people were when the wall came down, the Berlin Wall? Yeah. Those, the footage of those people, and they're taking those uh, sledgehammers and whatnot. And they were Beautiful, just man. Breaking down that wall. They were breaking barriers. And now we're just wanting to make more walls. And now, look, you got walls in Chaz or Chop, and yeah, apparently walls work. Apparently walls work, and apparently stop and frisking, and apparently... All these things that we were so just, yeah, man, they're Marxists, bro. And we all knew that, I think. 
But to say that would be racist. Well, people that looked into it. Well, yeah. If, if you're a Bravo, right? You got got you got every Bravo. It if not, then you're not even aware of what's going on. But then there could be some people who say that's totally fine. Yeah, Marxism, fine. You know, I mean that's that's what Bernie's platform's all about. It's fundamentally Marxism. He he went to Soviet Russia, right, for his honeymoon. I went there for my honeymoon. <laughs> There's a lot of lines to get food, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Oh man! Well, now look at we have lines for food, you know, where we got it over here. Lions for food. That's an interesting Lions concept. for food. Well, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore <laughs> at this point, to be honest. Because we're in the middle of just just chaos, and it's like your head's spinning, and you don't know what's going on. All I know is I'm just trying to make it to uh, the 2021. Birth. Did you give up on this year already? No, I'm, I gave up. Um, right no, I, I haven't gave up. I just, I just, uh, man, it kind of looks bleak. You know, our little group chat, this makes me feel bleak. Because all these different things are coming up, and it's like, oh, oh. even with my Karl Marx memes, yeah, even with the Karl Marx communister, memes, like I want to laugh, but then it's like, <laughs> no, because it could be real, it could be real, it could be a reality. But um, if we want, like you know, Sam Harris and Rogan and Peterson, and oh, uh, what's his name, Brett Weinstein is on uh, Rogan. You saw that this week, mm-hmm. today. No, I'm, still, I'm, st- I'm still trying to finish uh, the one with Bill Burr from last Friday. Uh, I just look. I, I I pick and choose. I can't listen to Bill Burr for that long, to be honest. No. No. And they kind of he kind of like was like fighting with Rogan a little bit. Did you notice that? No, it, it actually got really good. No, I mean they're nice to each other, of course. Like they're no, friends. Well, they're friends. No, no, but they it it almost it almost turned into like a therapy session for Bill. Oh yeah, because of where his anger is coming from, and like he's mm. been meditating and self-reflecting, and oh, that's rough. I mean, all that, just all that baggage, you know, you have from childhood. Being a comedian. Being a comedian, that's not easy. And he even said uh, he didn't even miss going on the road. He was like, "Oh, this is," you know, what he was doing. I think most guys are most comedians are saying. Most that. comedians are happy. You know, yeah. you know, what there's you know what that reminds me of. What? What Eliseo was talking about earlier. Which part? The Sabbath. Sabbath rest. The Sabbath rest. Yeah, because uh, what's his name? He also touched on that a little bit. Was uh, Kevin Hart when he was on Joe on Joe's uh, podcast not that long ago? Oh, about rest. Yeah, that he his, figured uh, out after his uh, car accident that he just needed to slow down. He needed to slow down. Yeah, because we get we get into the you know when you think about like the machine, right? It just operates and it needs us to operate in it, and maybe we can just get. I mean that that that's a good picture, right? It, it, it's like a self fulfilling prophecy. This machine, and we just need to like continue feeding it. You know, we gotta keep shoveling in coal, and then we realize like, well, what's the meaning of life? When all we've been doing is just like the routine of the day to day. Yeah, I, I mean, that was a silver lining for me when it comes to like the the pandemic and the shutdown. Like that looked like a silver lining for everyone just to kind of like. Take stock. Take it, take it ease. Take it easy, say my friend. Mucho take it easy, you know? Like our friend Natural Libre likes to say, Mucho take it easy. I think a lot of people need to take, need to, Mucho take it easy. Need to take a chill pill? Yeah, man. You know? It's just, you know, we're, we're kind of like, uh, I'm going to go here and here. I mean, I'm kind of getting into that a little bit more now. Well, that's, that's kind of the, the thought behind it, right? That not everything is a problem and it shouldn't be. 
Mm. We have because, to keep solving things, right? Well, well, not just that, but we only ha- we only have so many hours in a day. We only have so much energy, so much time to focus on on things. So, are we really paying attention and focusing to the things that matter, or is this is this is the angle that everything's problematic? Everything needs to change. Everything needs to be updated to conform with twenty twenty, you know, sensitivities and what standards, have you yeah. standards. Yeah, it makes me think about like quality over quantity, right? Why are certain items that are in uh, lower quantity more uh, like they have a higher price point, right? They have higher value because there's less of whatever it is. So if you can mass produce, well, then it's like you can kind of just you're basically degrading the value of, of mass producing whatever item or or art or whatever whatever production or service so the less you have of it excuse me i'm drooling over here uh the more precious it is the more valuable the more like you want to hold on to it and 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 i think that's what we're missing when it comes to like the the value and, and the what is it the preciousness of life because it's here and it's there and it's gone you know, when we think about like life and death, that's that that's that's not forever. You know, for where we are in, in the physical bodies, so we gotta cherish it, cherish, cherish it. Yeah, man, it's rough, but it's important. That's a good point. I think it's a very good point to make. Because then, yeah, thinking of on thinking that on a uh, scarcity or the rarity so in the same train of thought you you have to we have to um give meaning or define things to the point where right to the point where it's like well is this really going to add that much value to my life or not right, right yeah pick and choose yeah at some point you have to be selfish right maybe not all the time you gotta value some things over others, but you also can't be a superhero all the time either. Uh, what is it? Oh, what do they call him? A white knight? A white supremacist? No. Yeah, you're right. You've heard that term though, right? A the, white knight. White yeah. knight. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, if if yeah, it's just you know, I don't know why, but where I do, probably do know why, the Matthew principle. Right. For those who have more be given and those who don't have and even that which they do have will be taken. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why that relates, but in some sense it does in that, like, perhaps the the rich, right, the the well off their their value skews to. To focus on certain things that maybe don't really bring them any meaning, right? And then for those who don't have, well then they're they're kind of in a in a state of like nihilism or or despair and hopelessness. So then now now they're like in a desperate mode. So it's like for the rich it's like nothing's valuable, for the poor like everything's valuable. Whereas, like, in the middle, right, you can pick and choose. There's a lot of perspective. There's perspective. You can you can 
you can dictate, you know, that's the whole point of like creating a budget. You're in control of like, you're telling them your, your money, where to go, what to do, what, what's important, what's not important. And you make adjustments along the way as, as the month moves along. That goes into, uh, what's his name? Bald white guy glasses. Southern Dave Ramsey. Dave yeah. Ramsey. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because he's going to say, uh, there's no, there's no get rich, get rich schemes, right? He's going to say. Wow. I wasn't even recording. Can you believe that? <laughs> that whole time. <laughs> no, so. <laughs> Dave Ramsey, anyway. No, Dave Ramsey. Anyways. Yeah, he... Dave Ramsey... You stop it, huh? You want to stop it? Yeah, well, I'll stop this. I mean... Oh, okay. Well, I'll leave it on. Okay. So Dave Ramsey... <laughs> it's just going to be black. black screen. Yeah, it's okay. I'll fix it. Well, Dave Ramsey touches on the whole idea, right? That there's no such thing as a get-rich scheme. Like... Yeah. Like, that, that doesn't work. Like, everybody that is becoming a millionaire, it's because it's... It's a, it's a marathon. It's a steady paced marathon that throughout, you know, your whole life that you're hopefully making good decisions and you're, like you said, you're budgeting, you're allocating money to save money to invest and, uh, you're living within your means and you're avoiding debt. Like it's, it's not, right. It's not rocket science. Like anybody can do that it's just a matter of discipline sacrifice what have you and general will to and desire to get out of whatever state you're in right i mean that's the biggest thing is is that do you persevere do you are you stagnant or do you because i mean even even in being stagnant you're already going to be falling behind what is it like peterson talks about the what's her name from Alice in Wonderland, the the queen, you have to keep running and just to stay in, in place, just like to stay, in place. Just stay in place. And it's like, yeah, that's probably how a lot of people feel that they're, they're working their butts off. And it's like, I haven't made it an inch forward, but in some sense, you, you got to do that. You got to keep grinding it out, grinding it out every day. Even when you don't want to, you just got to do it. Cause for some of us who are, endeavoring into parenthood someone's depending on you to feed them and take care of them and bathe them and all those different things you know so do you think that uh, that idea of i guess it's envy right that understanding that today's generation they come out of studying they graduate and they expect to have everything their parents have right off the bat where it took their parents 40, you know, 40 of some odd years, 30, 40 to 40 some odd years to actually accumulate some wealth, some wealth, property. Well, then, yeah, I think so. And then a lot of times the argument that many people make is that, well, they're um, burdened by student loan debt, the housing market, the job market. You know, there's all these things that are preventing them from being successful when they their parents can go to college for five bucks a semester and they can buy a house for like. Ten thousand dollars, or you know, then there's plenty of jobs apparently, and the cost of living wasn't as high. So I don't know. Maybe putting it back on you. Do you think that's a valued, uh, valuable, or value valid um, rebuttal? Somewhat. 
There's some, truth, there's some truth to that, but at the same time, who forced you to go to school? Right. You and, could have studied. And, and agree to those terms as far yeah. as loans are concerned. or Yeah. I mean, I definitely went through college. I had those student loans, and I started out graduating from college with a bachelor's making $12 an hour. And now I don't even know how much I make an hour, but I'm almost out of debt, and... You know, it's like we don't have a house yet, but it's a it's a likely possibility in the next five years that we can, you know, have a down payment for a house. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely not easy. That's for sure. There's, I I, I could have saved myself a lot of headaches, especially because I had like credit card debt and things like that. And, you know, we still have the car, but we're very much close to like closing that out, too. Yeah. And, and when you start when you start shopping for homes, wait until you see what gets what you get here versus the exact same house in another state. Yeah. That's another thing too, right? California is so expensive. The difference. I mean, if it's possible, I would, I would definitely love to live where it's, it's a little bit more cost um, friendly in the housing market or, you know, it's cost cost friendly. I think is how you say it. Cause it's like, you're grinding so hard and it's like you're barely making any moves yeah you you can say that in uh, california you can say that in new york or any major metropolitan is how you say it um city and it's like yeah of course you're gonna feel that way because everything's so darn expensive and yeah it's just at some point you have to think is it worth it oh man my thing went to sleep too camera yeah man hey you know hey we just we just do what we can we just do what we can, okay? I don't want you to talk about it because we just do what we can. There you go. There you go, folks. Well, you know, hey, at the end of the day, we're here to just bring some light out of the darkness, hopefully. I mean, we can't do it ourselves. It's a fu- funny bone episode. Sorry. Yeah, it is. I think we just I think we needed this. A little bit, get the giggles out. Yeah, yeah. I think we just I just we just needed to like be silly and goofy. The pandemic giggles. The pandemic pretty lily. But the point is is that that is clear as mud. Clear as mud, man. The point is is that that is. Okay? I want you to remember that. The point is, is that that is. Can you remember that? No. Good. I was hoping you weren't. <laughs> that would have been really sad. No, thanks. I know. I mean, look at What a week, right? What a week. We have um, all kinds of nonsense going on. And I mean, luckily we still have our jobs. I mean, who knows how long that's going to last. <laughs> who knows where we're going to be in the next six months. Do you feel bleak for the future of the United States? Or I guess not bleak, but like, does that look look bleak? No. No? You look like you feel that we're going to persevere? I think whatever happens, uh, it's going to happen eventually one way or another. Um, Empires come and go. That doesn't mean that they're completely everything that was is completely wiped off the map and you create a new clean slate that's not how it works it usually transitions into something else sometimes for better sometimes for worse and in america right now there's a lot of different voices people want very different things 
That's for sure. And uh, there's $24 trillion in debt as well. And there's obviously a shift uh, culturally and our set of uh, beliefs and essentially what makes us American. If you were to ask people that, you're going to get a whole lot of different answers. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah, it's very different, right? Depending on what their perspective is. What's this, what's the old adage? You don't know what you got till it's gone. Yeah. We're going to find out real quick. And some people people are already there. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to say. I don't know how to answer that question. That question. It looks bleak right now. I would say. I, I guess that's how I feel in the moment. We'll see about tomorrow, next week. Could change. Everything can change. That's the thing. Everything's like just things can just change day to day, week to week, and and it has been that way. So we are going to find out real soon. And I think the um, the next big uh, event will be the election. That's the next one. That's where for me I'm most concerned because everything if. It, I think um, a lot of people are are um, how you say it? It, it. It's 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 grown in in importance for for people, you know, elections and all that. I mean, it's important, but for whatever reason, people are putting a, a extra layer of heightened um, import importance on it. So I don't know. Could be good or bad, depending on who you ask. Isn't that like another question too that sometimes people ask is, does it really matter who the president is? Like how how much has your life changed from one presidency to another? Right. I mean, I'm sure there are people that feel it a lot more, but yeah. I don't think for the most overall, part, probably not. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. You got anything else? Well, I mean, okay, going in that thought in that line of thinking with the presidency. Look at the Supreme Court this this whole week how right. they've how they've interpreted the law for uh, DACA, right? DACA and uh, the LGBTQ. It was like equality, title equality rights for seven. Title Nine. Yeah, Title Nine. Yeah. The majority that's in there is conservative, and so people can assume or think that well, this is how I think it's going to go down, and then it obviously didn't go down the way most people thought it would. Right. Yep. So again, like, yeah, it didn't even matter who was in who put them in Supreme the Supreme Court, right? right? It was Trump had two appointees, right? Or um, got two Supreme justices in there. But that's the, and that's the thing, right? It's like, I bet you all those haters. I don't want to call them haters, but the people who are accusing the first Supreme Court justice that was trying um Kavanaugh. Mm-hmm. I bet you they're all like, oh, like, good job, Kevin L, or whatever, you know, or Neil Gorsuch. Was Neil first and then Kevin L, or Kevin L, then Neil? I think it was Kev- I think it was Kevin L first. Because Neil didn't have to deal with anything. No. Not the way Kevin L did. That was scary. Yeah. Uh, I know. I, I, what's his name? Ben Shapiro made that same argument that, you know, conservatives just need to put in, you know, Supreme Court justices and. Um, lower taxes and like it's kind of like those like very uh, bland kind of policy or talking points kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But like then, you know, it doesn't really really make any difference. And it and it really to me like what I'm 
most concerned about is like yeah like a little bit more um i guess proactiveness and in, in like in the conservative side of things as well as like the faith-based side of things i think there's like a huge gap you know there for a lot of right a lot of reasons and it's just like but even like true liberals i feel like there's a there's a gap there as well and there's just like all this radical ideology all these marxists and whatnot that are just kind of rampant around our society and they were talking about uh ruben and michael knows were talking about how yeah we kind of said this these students are going to enter the workforce in real life and they're going to soon learn that that's not how it works and now we have that amongst our politicians and our workplaces and it's like it's just normal to take what was learned in in, in colleges and now it's it's the norm in everyday life so same point right put some justices in or people are going to go out of it and nope that's not the case yeah, I mean, I guess it's just my opinion, but is is who is the person who's in office? Is that really what's holding you back from doing the things that you want to do, or the things that you feel are important? Nope, not for like me. That shouldn't like. Why are you waiting on the state to allow you to do something right or wrong in your eyes? That, right, that it's going to be beneficial to somebody else. You're going to help the poor. You're going to help. You know, the sick, the orphans, the widows, whatever, whatever your cause is, do you really need the government to hold your hand to do it? That's, you know, that's, that's the question we all have question. ourselves. Yeah. So true. And I'm betting 95% of it is no, I mean, let's say 90%. Probably not. Probably not. No, no one's going to hold your hand until they get up and shower and eat and take care of whatever chores or responsibilities that you have that's for sure yeah that's what i was saying earlier that the same people that are causing these problems are the same ones that are offering this offering us the solutions right yeah they're presenting the problems and then everyone's going out of whack and then it's like well let's let's save you now here are some solutions yeah that's what it looks like for example joe biden oh yeah Joe, his, Joe. his crime bill act right of 94 with with uh that was that he sponsored that happened under the clinton administration right it, that that severely affected the black community mm-hmm. and then you know 2020 jumped to 2020 and now it's well he's the the right candidate and he he represents the black vote it's like eh, track record said you know it says otherwise yeah i seem to i mean take polls with a grain of salt but i've seen with um some polls that trump has like a 25 percent approval rating with with the black community which is pretty high you know it's pretty high i mean yeah that's the thing right you got to look at policies you got to look at what someone has actually done with their record shows and take it as is you know and i mean at the end of the day that's what politics is about it's about what policies or, or um, what your record shows. And I mean, that's, that's basically like your resume. That's the whole point. Like, let me show you my resume. What's your track record. Yeah. yeah. Your track record rather. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what it's all about. You got to look at a track record. It doesn't really matter 
what you say in an interview, let's say, or in a you know convention or whatever it is, right? You're at, you're at rallies and all that. It's like, what's your track record? What have you done? How can you prove that you can implement whatever policies that you have? Um, I don't know. It's it's, it's uh, complicated, I guess you could say. Right? Not at all. Everything's complicated, but we got to learn how to simplify things and, and take it one day at a time, and then hopefully we can find some... What is it? Light at the end of the tunnel. Light at the end of the tunnel, and then live to see another day. Yes, sir. Affirmative? Firm. Cool, cool, cool. Well, how was a blue chair rant, if I ever heard one? The most uh, bluey cherry rant? Bluey cherry rancy. That was a rancy. <laughs> but we appreciate you all uh, bearing with us as we um, unwind <laughs> from a long week, it feels like. And we'll be back at it next week, and we'll see everyone here soon. Good night. Good night.